Hello, welcome to the Critical Obsession podcast. My name is Mirella. And I'm Zoe. And today we're going to talk about episode 12 of Cooking Crush. Yes, yes we are. <laughs> the end is here. I know, right? I, I don't know. It's really weird because it doesn't seem like it's been like 12 weeks, but also it kind of does. It's like one of those weird <laughs> things about time. I, I can't believe it's been 12 weeks, though. Yeah, actually, it's, been I longer. it's been longer because we skipped a week over Christmas, I think. So it's actually, I think, been 13 weeks, technically. It feels like the time passed by so fast. It did. I cannot yeah. believe it's already over. It's so <laughs> weird. I know, right? I'm just like, hmm. And there were a couple of quick observations before we, like, deep dive or whatever. We didn't get our bridge scene that we prophesized <laughs> early on that we were hoping we might get where they meet in the middle. But we did get them kissing I, I, under a bridge, which I thought I was gave totally up. fine. I gave up on the symbolism in this show. I feel like they were not going for it. It's just uh, we were looking for it. We were, like, suspecting because we're used to looking for stuff like this and yeah. because they were quite prevalent in the other series that we talked about. But they did not do this here. Which yeah. is completely fine. Yeah, it is. It's interesting too, actually, because it usually is a thing in off-gun shows. Like, the, usually there are things that are really important, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like, throughout the shows. Um, you know, obviously, like, with Theory and Love and that, Theory of Love, it was the movies and, like, other stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it's, so it's, it's, it's probably, yeah, one of the first ones where there isn't a huge part of that to it but I think you said yesterday after the episode you said something like they're telling us not showing us the message yeah no it's kind of it has this uh, way of storytelling which is not necessarily a good thing usually I mean I think it works I mean like it's one for this in this instance I think more or less it works do you know what I mean like yes were there things that I wish they had shown us of course there's a Mm -hmm. bunch of them I could I I could have written a huge list. I didn't, but like maybe we do. Let's talk last. Uh, let's talk last while. If we do, let's talk cooking crush. I'll make a list for that. Mm-hmm. But the it's like there there were definite lines and and things that they wanted to say that I feel mm-hmm. like whenever they did it, like whenever they took these moments to say these like important things or mm-hmm. whatever, they did resonate. Like I, you know, there were mm-hmm. there was definitely some in this episode, for example, there were definitely some. Uh, really good lines that kind of you know I went wow that was good writing or you know mm-hmm. um, and once again it's like I'm basing it off the English subtitles so uh, you know how accurate they are and all the rest of it I have to assume you know GMM's a professional mm-hmm. company that it'd be pretty close uh, but yeah so based on what the translation is I'm like oh yes I like this this means something mm-hmm. to me or you know or yeah. whatever Mm. What I'm trying to say is that they did show also through actions, through characters going through stuff, but sometimes uh, what they were showing us and what they were saying did not quite align if you really looked into it, if you went in and analyzed what was happening, your conclusion to the actions that were happening on screen would be a bit different from what they were trying to tell, you know? Like, for example, with the dad, violence is bad. But if you go and analyze what happened and what, what his history and their interactions and 
uh, Tan's character and that whole circumstance, it doesn't necessarily read like it's an honest. Um, yeah, the message is lost a bit because they yeah, addressed his example, violence. Yeah, or for example, like learned when when that no is a no, right, with Shang Ma, but in the end he Tan has to apologize to him, and Shang Ma looks like the hero. What they're showing us doesn't quite align with what they're telling us. Yeah, I think it's one of those things. I think I feel like a little bit with this this show, they tried to keep it sweet and cute and funny, but then obviously they they wanted to have a bit of drama, and mm-hmm. they tried to walk a fine line between introducing too many big dramatic moments like tried to keep it simple but like they stumbled into a few areas like with the violence um and stuff like that where yeah they another they thing got there and then they went oh we oops hang on we need to go back a bit because we don't want to like we don't actually want to get that deep into it yeah uh-huh. or for example with the bullies where the characters uh, of the other team that are the bullies they were very cartoonish and it was a bit weird when they're like oh this is life it's realistic but at the same time these guys like this team that won they are not realistic they do not really fit this moment because they are cartoonish mm. and we consider the idea that they might win like the bullies might win at the end of the last uh, podcast and i know i loved saying that oh what if like uh they try to redeem them as well and and then one of them says something like okay you're not that bad for example right mm-hmm. but it would have been actually good because then this would be the way for them t- to show us that their behavior was caused by insecurity or that because they were threatened by the premast eaters but it never happened so they just feel like these characters that are not realistic in a rea- in a story that is trying to be a realistic. Yeah, I feel like I think with them especially, like one of the the big problems with them is we see the finished product of their like you know when they're delivering the food to the judges, for example, we see the finished product. Their f- mm-hmm. food looks clever and pretty and like whatever. Like you, yeah, they can cook, they can whatever plate up. But we don't actually see any of their he- their hard work or effort. All we see from them, as you said, like these is these like caricatures of these like bullies who are to spend most of their time seemingly uh, following Tan and Pram around, or following like the the boys around and like trying to what see them do something stupid or or whatever something that they can like get over. Like it's just it. We, yeah, like we never saw any. Soul- purpose yeah we never saw any of their efforts no depth (laughs) yeah there was no depth to their characters yeah so yeah so their win was definitely hollow but I mean I it's one of those things where I kind of I feel like while I didn't like that they won like I almost wish they had been kicked out like I, I kind of wish like there had been maybe five teams or something and they'd gotten rid of one team and then there was a four and then they'd gotten rid of the other, like a fourth team. And then it was like a showdown between three instead of just two, because I kind of wish that they like just lost and that another team won because Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would have liked it if Prem 
like if if the three must eaters had won, I feel like to me that would have been too like, especially because of like the kind of dishes they were they were using. Like I get why they cooked the like, but in comparison to what everyone else was doing, like everyone else was doing like fine cuisine and you know, mm-hmm. and it's hard to win um, in a competition of that caliber with making more simple dishes. Not that I'm not saying those dishes aren't complicated and layered and have great like flavor whatever and are difficult or any of those things but like in a competition like that you tend to do something really like impressive or you know whatever Mm -hmm. to be able to win and they were sticking more to like the idea was to showcase these simpler dishes for what they were um and I get that and that makes complete sense and you know from a perspective of someone if you're a foodie and you're watching this you probably would have really liked that but like I feel like to have them win would have made it just a little bit too perfect and too mm. you know, and there's there's a line I think that um Prem says, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something about like how is something like it it uh just because you uh you know put the effort in doesn't mean you know it's not always gonna guarantee success or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's yeah. it's a horrible thing to think about that you can like kill yourself for something. Like you can actually mm-hmm. put everything you have into it in that moment yeah. in time and still not succeed. Like you you still fail. I mean, if you're you know, and that that cripples some people, you know, because they have they feel like they have given everything that they have and they can't mm-hmm. go any further because they just cannot get over the fact that this did not turn out the way they wanted to. Whereas mm-hmm. they took this opportunity to go, well, we didn't win, but we didn't mm-hmm. lose either. Like, this is just a step in us now. Now we have this fire in our belly. Now we know we can do this. What can we do next? Like, this maybe wasn't the forum for us. Like, this maybe isn't something that we, you know, like, is really going to be something that made us really happy anyway like we're going to go on and we're going to do this or we're going to do that and that that those are going to be our triumphs I kind of really liked that aspect of it as I said if I think if they had won it it would have taken away from that and it would have made would have made that a little bit not cartoonish but a little bit too like happily ever after for me which okay Mm -hmm. like there's a place for that but at the same time I wouldn't have found it that realistic but I didn't like the bullies one. So I wish that someone else had, like, I wish they had gotten knocked out because I feel like that's what they deserve. And I would have been quite happy if some random team that we had no real connection to or whatever had actually won. Because to me, that probably would have been the more realistic solution to the story. Actually, this this um, idea of you might lose, but you still have to go on. It's not the end. It's basically the same as the one that Tan had to learn when he said that woman, like, you just continue, you do your best. Sometimes you lose a patient, but you have to just go on. Yeah, you just right? do your best. Your, your best might yeah. be just enough for that person for that day. Yeah, actually, I like that. I like that their stories mm-hmm. are parallel that way. Like, it, it, it makes them more fitting as a couple because even though they're coming from really different like socioeconomical backgrounds they've got really different careers they have they can have the same value they can have the same understanding about what it what it's going to take to put in and also Mm -hmm. like the fact that it's not always going to be the best outcome 
you just dust yourself off and you try again. And I just realized I just quoted a song, a lyric. Um, <laughs> but uh, sorry. Um, but yeah, you you just do that. And then <laughs> bonus points for anyone who picks up what that is and knows the song. Put it in the comments on one of the posts because I will laugh for hours. Um, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but also it's just, it's funny how the bullies do not fit the story because they seem to be aware of the fact that they're that they're villains, mm-hmm. or the fact that they're doing evil for even evil's sake. But what is realistic is the fact that sometimes you know people who aren't good will succeed instead of you. Like yeah. bad things will happen, or someone who does not deserve something will get ahead instead of you, or something like this. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying that they did not deserve winning, but it did not feel good. And it is realistic, but in a depressing way. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, is, is like they did, you know, yeah, okay, maybe they're really good good cooks or good chefs. I don't know which the, what's the correct terminology there. But their, their morals and the way they played the game made them bad winners. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It would have made them poor losers as well, but it definitely made them bad winners because yeah. they tried to sabotage the other team. And, you know, when they weren't sure if that had worked, they then went on and tried to make it worse by, like, you know, telling lies. And, like, so it was just one, you know, fuckery after another, basically. But um, but overall, I want to just say before we start at the beginning of the episode that this this episode left me with a good feeling. Except for a couple of things where we, you know, as as you said earlier on, when we when we thought that we this show was going to be slightly different, um, and we were like having, you know, we, we were trying to theorize, and this show was actually really good at like completely <laughs> destroying any theories that we made, yeah. which was yeah. kind of fun in a way. It's very and, um, unpredictable. It was very, it was very unpredictable. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it, that was kind of fun in a way because I was starting to get yeah. a little bit scared because with Dangerous Romance, we were we were pretty close. And then with the majority <laughs> of Last Twilight until they went like crazy on us, we were pretty we were pretty right as well. And Last Twilight, we were yeah. just like, we got no idea what's going on. Like we we yeah, we were looking across, we were like a new podcast starting with oh, we were wrong again. <laughs> Like, like we, we, we understood the characters really, really well, but we had no idea like what they were doing with the storyline. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was just a really interesting, and it was kind of like there was fun. a little, there was a little bit of a relief in that because I was starting to get a little bit weird at how good we were at predicting things um, with uh-huh. the other two. And then, of course, the end of Last Twilight just made me go, well, yeah, I know nothing. And then, <laughs> and then Cooking Crush was just like, so it was a little bit fun of not knowing, you know, where that was uh-huh. going to go. But, I mean, I did, as I said, I, th- this this idea that you just had about these lessons that they were learning, like kind of mimicking each other, even though like d- totally different circumstances, but mimicking each other, I really liked that. And I also really like that at the bottom line of all of that as well, is having somebody who you trust, who loves and supports you and will back you up on those days where things don't go the way you, you, you need them to or when your best is not enough, you have someone mm-hmm. who can help pick you up and help you sort of get right back on the track again. And they were that for each other. So I really – that and that was like I guess the like an underlying um, part of their storyline, which I really, really, really did enjoy. 
So let's start at the beginning. Yes. Going to tell Tim's dad. And I mean, we made some jokes at the end of the last one about the angels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny because I was just like, seriously, if he gets up and goes to get sauce or something, I am just going to die. I will not be, I will be laughing <laughs> from when the episode, you know, from that, when that happens until like, you know, when we record. But thankfully, he did not go and fetch some sauce. And, you know, um, although I kind of wish he did. Thankfully. <laughs> I kind of wish he did because. Thankfully. Like, That's unfortunately. Huh? Thankfully. It's like, it's really funny because it would have been like, oh, we got nothing else wrong. But he went and fetched sauce because he was angry because it wasn't <laughs> enough sauce. <laughs> but yeah, no. So we had. So that they scene. walk in hand in hand, of course. Yes, holding hands. And. The situation is so tense. They're like, uh, the girlfriend, Charlotte, welcomes them, though, and is trying to light up the it's situation. Super awkward. A super awkward moment. Yes. She's being nice, and Ten presents Prem officially to the dad. But the dad holds yes. on to... Calling this scammer your boyfriend? Ooh, I was like, oh damn, dad. <laughs> That's a bit I harsh. wonder how much how much time has he carried that sticker in his pocket? <laughs> well holding grudges close to his heart, huh? <laughs> well, at least one day, because I think it was like meant to be the next day. So he just he had it in his pocket. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm just uh I mean, look. I kind of get it. This conversation that they had here with him where he was like questioning Tan uh, as not Tan, where he was questioning Prem and I feel like Prem sort of got it. Like Tan, you could see, was just getting mad. But that's like his default reaction to mm-hmm. to his father. Like he was, he, their relationship was very similar to um, Kang and his father from Dangerous Romance. Like just put them in the same room together and if someone struck a match, they would just explode. Um, and you can see he was getting like angry, I guess, on Tan's behalf. But I kind of, oh, sorry, not Tan, on on Prem's behalf. Sorry, oh my god, we, me with my names and my brain is just blah. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like Tan's dad doesn't know Prem, like he doesn't. And it's interesting because we get that we get a line later on where he says to Prem, "I know, I like, I now know like why he likes you, like what he sees, like what makes him like you so much." But because mm-hmm. in the beginning, he doesn't know him. All he's seen are these, like, negative things. Like, we we already don't like the father. Like, we're, we're predisposed, predisposed not to like him because Ten doesn't like mm-hmm. him. And we only know Ten's side of the story. And then he does things like hitting Ten and, you know, being mean to Prem. And so we don't like him because he's not shown us one redeeming quality. Like, there's no reason for us to like him. But in this scene, I was thinking about it from his perspective trying to forget all of the things like the hitting and the whatever else and going from his perspective what he knows about Prem is that he distracted his son he like got him to pay this money um he's now somehow convinced his son to date him um you know all all these things like there's this poster note that like almost seems to be like a mocking joke about like being that. And we talked about whether or not the father really thought he had done this thing or whether he was just using it as an excuse to keep them apart. 
And like he may mm-hmm. have at the time, maybe not taken it all that seriously, but like seeing something like that would make you go, well, hang on. Like, what is this about then? You know, if it wasn't really mm-hmm. a thing, why does this post note exist? You know what I mean? So from his perspective, I kind of get him questioning from the way he did, the way he was sort of saying like, oh, is this one of those things that you're actually going to do or is it, or are you just not going to take it that seriously or, or you know, whatever. Um, because he doesn't know Prem the way Ten does. He doesn't know his true character. He does, he knows nothing about him of merit, really. Um, the the only things that he what knows, is- the only things that he knows that are, I guess, positive or good about Prem is that he is related to the old lady from the restaurant that him and his wife and that used to like to go to like that is a positive thing which is why I think he went and spoke to her the way he did he may not have respected Prem but I think he did respect the grandmother um Mm -hmm. for 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 all of his faults and everything um but so I I kind of couldn't get too angry at him in this scene because Mm -hmm. I understood where he was coming from and which is why I think Prem sort of had the same reaction like he wasn't angry or anything he was just determined to prove him you know self-worthy or whatever um i had this thought yeah when charlotte uh which was uh provoked (laughs) by charlotte saying the rich have a peculiar way of thinking unlike us so like she puts herself in the same boat with bram by saying this line Mm. and i thought what an interesting thing is happening here. Like, Tan is being cruel to Charlotte. Yeah. His dad is being cruel to Pram. It's kind of like they're, like, mirroring situations. And Charlotte did something morally questionable, and maybe Pram did something morally questionable. And you can see that Tan and his dad are very similar, actually. Mm-mm. We already knew this, but they are really similar. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, show, they're showing us this, this, and this is the thing. And just it's interesting because a lot of the stuff they tell us, but it, then they do something like this where they actually are showing it to us as well. I mean, they are telling it to us because obviously she explains like how it was her who found the poster and all that. So, like she's kind of hopeless, really. <laughs> where she's 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 very honest though. I'll give her that, but like she is not like maybe the brightest light in the street i <laughs> the way she just kept talking i i feel like someone should have told her to to, to be quiet <laughs> about halfway through her explanation um and i get why ten's angry because you know you went in there to find a charger and like why why did you take this out and even if you found it why would you take it out but the thing is i feel like from her perspective she seems quite simple a character in that yeah. she even though Ten doesn't think so, she does actually care about him. Um, mm-hmm. And so she would have taken that note to the father out of concern, not because she was trying to cause problems or anything like that. She she really does not come across as the character who has a, like, mean bone inside her. You know what I mean? Like, even when, yeah. even when, when, when there was, like, suspicious behaviour from Prem, she was still going, but I don't really think he's like that because she'd met yeah. him and she'd spent some time with him and she couldn't, she couldn't, like, align those two versions with one person. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but, so she's very, like, simple and innocent in that way. But 
because as you said because tan already has this uh idea about her and he already dislikes her then he's going to react to her in a certain way and yeah uh his father which is, is exactly what the, the dad yeah it's very much yeah. the same situation i mean and there's another thing in this scene that i i noticed on my second rewatch actually i did not notice it the first time which is very weird because it's it's a triggering thing for me i think i think the fact that tan brought pram uh home is kind of cruel because he, he there was a tense situation happening um, between him and his dad, they did not. They've never managed to talk uh, like heart to heart and understand each other and come to uh, like some sort of agreement. So, what he basically did is he brought Bram into this hostile um, situation. exactly a hostile situation. And I was just thinking, like, if I were ten. I first talk to the dad alone, like by myself, and make sure that he'd behave before before I bought the person that I loved home. Like I wouldn't want them to step into into this like minefield. I I just think it's your responsibility to make sure that your family treats the person that you love well. It's not their duty to earn your family's approval. And this is a thought that is based on my personal um, experience and worldview. And I understand that it's very subjective. But then when I when I rewatched this scene, it made me so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was it was it was cruel. It's a it was a cruel thing to do to Pram. And yeah. I think I think I, well, I, I get what you're saying, and I completely agree with you. But I feel like there's two caveats to this situation that unfolded. The first one is I'm pretty sure at some point, sometime they said that they would talk to the father together. Uh, not not in this episode, but like a couple of episodes back or I don't know. I feel like there was a conversation like that and I may be wrong. Um, mm-hmm. I feel free to rewatch the whole thing sometime and tell me I'm wrong. Um, I probably will rewatch it. And if I do, if I, if I was wrong, I'll let you know. But I feel like there was some sort of conversation between Ten and Prime where they talked about going to talk to the father together or something. Whether or not, I I feel like they had that conversation and I feel like Ten tried to shut that idea down initially. Like I think it was Prem who suggested it, but I'm not really sure. Um, And so if that's the case, then I get the united front sort of thing from it. The other thing in Ten's defence, although there is this hostile thing between him and his dad. He did not know that he was walking into the whole scammer thing. Like he did not know that that was going to happen. The last conversation he had about his, to his dad about Prem specifically, his father said, the person that you care about, you just, you've just hurt or you've just caused trouble for. So the last conversation that he had with his dad was a fight I just, I don't know. Yeah, but it's, like it, it wasn't specifically. It doesn't look good for me at all. It wasn't specifically about him being with Prem, though. It doesn't matter. Like you, you have to make sure that. 
I'm not saying he knew, but he he knows his father and he knows that they have a tense relationship and he knows that his father is prone to judging Prem and judging him and just not having a conversation where you're finally able to talk like like people who can understand each other and not scream at each other and not judge each other like have a conversation when you find that like peace is finally settled between you settled is this is this a correct way to say this it is and but i don't think they would have ever got there and i feel i feel like prem is the... listen it just i i I'm, I'm telling you this because i it's a personal trigger and yeah I saw this and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, and no, I no, get no. it. But I just, uh, from the story's perspective, I I feel like I don't necessarily think that that was intentional. Um, and also... Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm know. pretty sure this was not... They didn't want to make Ten like, look cruel in my eyes, you know. It was obviously <laughs> not intentional. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, as well, like, I don't know... I can't, because they can't, because until, it was like until his father was kind to the person that he loved, which may have been his hope, I don't know. It was like they they couldn't function in a space together, like one-on-one. Because mm-hmm. one-on-one, they, they just, it didn't matter what happened. One of them said something and the other one was reactive to it straight away. Whereas... Mm-hmm. When the when you know like this happened and then Prem did his thing where he basically was like, "This is everything I set out to do." Yes, okay, I didn't win the the competition, but I'm even more determined now to prove to you that you know, like, I am a person who is can be by his side, and you know, gave him the money back, did everything he said, kept his word, you know, um, and. And then the father, you know, obviously thought about it, whatever, came to the conclusion that this is probably the caliber of, caliber of person that maybe he thought the grandmother may have raised, you know. No, but look, there. I like the fact that Ten, uh, I mean, Pram went by himself to bring the money back. It would have been so bad if Ten was with him in that moment as well. Because, oh, yeah, it like, had to Yes, it was... Be Prem's decision to try to do this but I think from like a Tan as like his duty is to defend his partner from this kind of this kinds of situations where oh come earn my approval or you're not too good or well you're not good enough or something like this it's well, just I mean he does sort of say like, to him like don't worry about that that's not something you need to do like he basically says that to him later on um, he does so, say it, but, I'll, but I'll still, like, the scene, this is not something. Yeah, and but, but the scene at the beginning did did like the first time I was when I was when I was watching it, I uh, I had no issues with it because I was focused on what was happening, on you know learning who knows what, who says what, you know. But the second time, I just focused on the vibe and like watching the whole situation unravel already knowing where things were going and I was just like it did not feel good 
No, I mean, look, when I was watching it yesterday, it felt uncomfortable to me. I mean, I, the scene was meant to, but like, yeah, obviously, if it's something that, as you said, from from you have a personal thing that you can do it, I understand. Um, I don't know that I had an issue, not the same issue with it, because as I said, I I struggle to see how without him having a relationship with Prem that that like his his coming to have a relationship with Prem is what bridged the gap between him and Ten and I don't and I, and I don't see how they could have got to that place like and Prem would not have continued to date him until the father was at least at least until he had had some conversation with the father because that was his whole thing his his thing was like you know if we keep doing this and then he doesn't like approve or he won't agree or whatever. Like, what does that mean for us? Like, so he couldn't go all the way. Like, it was like, he was holding himself back a little bit from going all the way in, even though like he was already in, he just still had these apprehensions about it. So like, um, from a personal perspective, I, I, I feel, um, sorry that it made you feel like, <laughs> way. but I also struggled to find out how, I just can't see them in a room by themselves having a conversation. Like, and the only way to, for me, I feel like for him to protect Prem was for them not to go there at all. You know what I mean? Because if he had tried to do anything else in that situation, like it would have just escalated things because that's the way, that's how volatile their relationship was. You know what I mean? I agree that he shouldn't have brought the dad. Like he should have said, um, like obviously the story wouldn't have moved. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, things had to happen. He had to see. Uh, he they had to learn about the fact that the dad had had this piece of paper, and they had to like Bram had to understand uh, that there is an issue. He has to resolve the issue, and blah, blah blah. And so this had to happen, but this made this, but it it looked like a cruel thing that you you would do to your partner. Um, not thinking through bringing them into a tense uh, situation. It's interesting then to see. But I like I like the fact that in the later scenes it was it was settled between the two of them and Ten was not involved. It was Prem who went to the dad, and then it was the dad who went to Prem. Yeah, I'm interested to know then because one of the aspects of this scene I really really liked was when the father basically got angry and then left. Um, mm-hmm. when and Prem put his hand on sorry, Tem put his hand on Prem's and they just looked at each other. I'm curious mm-hmm. to know what your reaction to that was then after your feelings about it being cruel. Because for me, I really liked that scene, that part of the scene because they were having such like an, an intense conversation of understanding between the two of them without actually even saying anything. No, that's cute. I just I know that it's uh, like it's it's a cultural thing. Um, like in some cultures, the parents are always right, and yeah, uh, like you have to earn the the approval of your partner's par- parents. But this this thing can lead to situations that are so toxic, yeah, and like harmful. So like they're so horrible, but I just cannot. I just don't like it at all. Yeah. So I, I know it happened. I'm like, yeah, it happened. Yeah. You know. 
I think for me, I think the problem with this academically, I know what you're saying, but I, I, I yeah, as you said, I, I come from a cult. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily a culture, it's just my family in particular, where I have never had that situation. You know, I mean, my dad, like, if someone wanted to date me, if they bought him a bottle of scotch, he'd be like, sure, take it. <laughs> That that would be about as 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 like you you could you could be a serial killer if you bought my dad a good scotch he'd let you take me um <laughs> no that's not true but like it's 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 a a foreign concept for me in regards to like personally so um while I can you know I see it in media and I've read it and things like that it's a it's you know I think that's one of those things that you have to live to to really truly understand so I can't really as I said speak to it I can only talk in in regards to like in line with the story but yeah but I am sorry that it it um made you feel away you shouldn't be sorry because you know it's uh it's a scene I just wanted to discuss this aspect and mention that I don't think this is something that you should put your partner through no. If it's and funny, it's, it's a part of the story i've had a conversation about this in some other yeah area. i i told you this is a trigger for me like i, yeah, I was surprised I like actually, I only... yeah you may have told me about something and i because i feel like i'm having as we're talking about this i'm having deja vu but i'm like yeah. and you know what you're probably not the only person who would have been triggered by that because as you said it's not like it's an uncommon thing it is what it is mm. so then then let's let's move on let's move on (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so we the bit in front of the restaurant after that where as i said we we see i feel it's it's interesting because tanya i think is concerned that uh prem is hurt as 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 you as you you were triggered i feel like prem was concerned that sorry Tan was concerned that Prem felt the same way that this would shake his confidence this would you know hurt him in a certain way where in actual fact it triggered him in a different way it made him determined um Mm -hmm. and then we we had Tan trying to I guess offer support and being like you know you don't have to and him him and Prem being you know like no this is what's gonna happen you know so I liked that they had this kind of quite a serious conversation and it ended in like, you know, cute little cuddles and stuff. Um, one of the things I noticed, I, I sent you, I think I sent you a thing on like a, a, an edit that someone had done on Twitter. And holy bajoli, they kissed a Ofgun kissed a lot in this drama. <laughs> like a lot, a lot. Like a lot. Like they are the only people who kissed in this drama. Yep. considering when the, we ended this we ended the show with three couples they are like the only they, ones that kissed they, they had to kiss for everyone yeah they, they had did. to they literally for kissed everybody. everybody in the show um multiple <laughs> times it was so funny i was like i'm watching this edit and i'm going wow they really kissed like i you know like you know watching <laughs> the kisses and i was like oh yeah it's like, oh, that's so cute or like whatever but like looking at them all like in this one edit i was just like wow did anything else happen in this <laughs> this is just like 12 episodes of off gun kissing um... <laughs> oh oh and i think 
uh, during this conversation, they were trying to teach another lesson, the lesson of holding your world true to your world. Yes. This was an interesting little story arc as well for Prem because Prem had this whole thing from the very beginning where he was very concerned about what other people thought about him. Um, Mm -hmm. We talked about this a few times. And the fact that he really loves Tan and, you know, already they saw a future together, even after only being together for, you know, not very, not a very long time, they, they could see, you know, long-term future. And when, you know, ultimately when you care about someone and if you, if you're someone like, I feel like if you're someone like Prem where you don't have a lot of family, maybe, you are simply like his parents obviously we don't know what the story is with his parents I don't know if we were told that I can't remember um Mm -hmm. but like he doesn't have any parents he's sympathetic to the fact that uh Ten's mother is no longer there and that all he has is his father so even though it's very obvious even to Prem (laughs) like uh I guess kind of hostile their relationship is he still wants to be a part of it and wants it to be a positive thing and not a negative thing so he the fact that he gets that approval from the father and everything and he does it like his determination gets him there and he Mm -hmm. um like changes the perspective that this person has of him is like a huge Mm -hmm. like i guess like win for his character Mm -hmm. in regards to his self-esteem issues that he had like earlier on um, mm-hmm. and that he just didn't give up. He like he didn't give up about like what, um, like he didn't lose faith in himself. Like he knew mm-hmm. he knew in this that he could do this. This was something he could definitely do, and he just needed to work out how. And that that brought us to the scene where he was like trying to work out how to get the money to pay back Ten's dad and the grandma. The scene with the grandma. The grandma. I think that scene. Why are you making a butt face? <laughs> <laughs> I think that scene is so pretty. The backgrounds, the colors, it just it's look it looks gorgeous. I did you just, notice how, how beautiful did, it was? No, I did notice, but I was also just so distracted by grandma. Like I love grandma. I have to say <laughs> Deja GMM, vu. I have to say, GMM does some really like fucked up stuff sometimes. But mm-hmm. GMM gives good grandma (laughs) they give good grandma like oh my god this is what the second grandma we've had now who was amazing Mm -hmm. and i'm just like i love her so much i was like wow they need to i I feel like i feel like all future gmm shows should have a grandma in them and they should all be as lovely as this one and grandma from um Danger Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, she's a very interesting character. Actually I wish we saw more of her because she was cool. <laughs> yeah, I love how she punished like, really funny. How, yeah, I love how Prem finally came clean about everything and told her and how she punished him. <laughs> and I love how she's like on her? I love how she was like on a roll and she's like, This is for that and this is for that and then she went to like hit him again for something that um 
paying her son. And then she's just like, oh, hang on. No, wrong person. I'll punish that one later. <laughs> Do you remember the moment when she was flirting with a picture of her dead husband? Like, Yeah, yeah, when she was having dinner and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Or even, oh. even the end bit where, like, Metha is trying to flirt with her and that. I just thought that yeah, was Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who would it? <laughs> yeah. But they were just, yeah, they were really, really, it was just a really sweet scene. It was funny, but it was sweet. And it was, it was kind of, I don't know, I was really funny. Like when I was watching it. It's so funny. She's like, she's the good cop and she, she's also the bad cop. Punish and yeah. then console. Yeah, she's all the cops, yeah. <laughs> but it was really funny because when I was watching it, I had this weird sensation and it took me a while to work out what it was. But I felt I felt bad, I think, about the fact or not not that I felt bad, but it felt wrong to me, I guess, that he hadn't told the grandmother everything. Because when mm-hmm. when he did tell her everything, this 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 feeling, this like weird sensation that I had felt while I was watching it was relief. Like I felt I was uh-huh. relieved that he had told her everything and that there this wasn't a secret anymore between her and mm-hmm. him which was such a weird reaction to have but <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder if anyone else felt that way because yeah I just was like oh like it, it took me probably about 10 or 15 minutes before I went oh I'm just really relieved that he told her the truth and it's now just, she knows it's just that they had such a sweet relationship and of course you want like and she was his person she yeah. she was always there she was him. always in his always yeah. always yeah yes And so, and he needed someone on his team. Tan is Tan. Like, Tan is a part of that family. He needed someone of his own to yeah. to support him, to be there for him. Yeah. And, like, he I also has, like- has someone who loves them unconditionally and who would defend him and, you know, do anything for him. And, like, who maybe Tan would have to earn the trust of or whatever. Yeah. The other thing I think as well, like, because when you, if when we think back to like what he lied to her about essentially was, it was very mm-hmm. prim of him, you know, he didn't tell her because he didn't want to get his little sister into trouble. So there was that side mm-hmm. of it. And then he also didn't tell her because she would have then had to try and find the money. She would have worked hard and done all these things that, he didn't want her to have to do because she already had done so much for them already. So like the, the two reasons he didn't tell are like so prim, like they're just such his character (laughs) that he's trying to fix the situation in the best way possible where, you know, no one gets hurt, but maybe it'll burn it burden him in some way. Like it's just, it was very, as I said, very prim of him to, to, to do (laughs) it that way. So, and then we have the scene where they're at the cooking show. We have the scene with Tan and Pram being cute and supportive, right? Yes. With the cute animation and listening to Pram's heart and everything. Mm-hmm. They were so cute. It was so funny because this scene reminded me, and I, I think I sent you this as well too uh, on Twitter earlier today, Someone actually did, someone else noticed it and did like a 
kind of like a side-by-side comparison. Um, mm-hmm. But this scene so reminded me of the scene between Sean and White in Not Me where, oh, oh. where, they've, been, where they've been followed and, like, Sean is so stressed and White is, like, giving him cute little pet kisses and being like, do you feel better now? No. Do you feel better now? No. And just keeps kissing him. And the same thing was happening here when, like, with Prime and Ten and Prime is stressed and Ten's like, do you feel I better thought- I thought you'd say that about about the scene from the tent also with the listening to uh one's heart and tuk 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 and whatever and like <laughs> Oh, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this just this but that bit in particular, the whole like because it was lots of little pet kisses and they're like, Do you feel better now? Um yeah, <laughs> the the whole the whole time that scene was unraveling, all I could think about was not me. Which is not a bad thing, yeah. you know, like it's, oh, it's, oh, always, it's, it's, it's never good. a bad thing being reminded yeah, of. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy to be reminded about not me at it's least. It's a once sign a of quality. It's a yeah. sign of quality. <laughs> but yeah. You know, I was surprised when they uh the team was together and screaming and everything and they they were trying to uplift uplift each other even though they could hear the screams of support for the other team. Yeah. I was surprised that the bullies did not appear to harass them one more time before the competition starts. Well, I'm glad they didn't. I was kind of waiting I, I for it. Like, I would be like, not yeah. yeah. You know, and- I feel like if they did it, like, uh, we would be even angrier to see them win. It's, yeah. good. it's good. It's a good thing that they did not remind us of them. Yeah, I feel that that, that is, was a safe choice. Um, yeah. I'm, I feel like I need to, in this instance, just bring up the matter of it all. <laughs> um, and because if you've been listening to us, you know, I was Meta Samsey <laughs> all the way, baby. And I am so devastated. If I had to, like, there's a couple of things in this episode that I wasn't really happy about. One was that we didn't get the father apologizing for hitting his son. I realized that that was like a total, like hope, you know, hopeful wishless kind of situation, but uh, you know, it, to me, that would have, I, that would have made me really happy with the relationship and everything, how that went and, and all the rest of it. Um, I know a lot of people from what I saw online weren't really happy. Like they were like, Oh, they didn't redeem him for me. And like, I get that. I really do. Cause there were definitely, for me, that needed to be addressed, really, for for him to be a hundred percent redeemed. But I actually was quite happy with the way they kind of did his storyline. Um, we can. I was okay. That. I was okay. Yeah, I felt I felt much weirder about Changma. I he did not yeah. feel good. Like yeah, I, I, I had more of a just did not accept well. his uh, yeah. character arc and uh, the way they redeemed him. They did not redeem him for me. No, same. Oh, I liked I liked the moment where Samsi's parents arrived and like the families meet. It it was very very cute and heartwarming. It was very cute, and they they did this thing because of course in in last week's episode they introduced this idea of uh, Pim's character paying having a crush on someone like that was what sort of was indicated. That's what people were guessing was going on. And I was horrified mm-hmm. <laughs> that it might be Samsi um, because of the age difference. 
Um, and you and I oh my god, you're saying she is in school. I'm like, oh my god, at least she's not in school, she's in college. Yeah, but it's she okay. wasn't she wasn't like at this point in like when this is all happening, she was still in high school. So was she? Yeah. Yes, she was in high school. Was she? Yes. Was she? Yes, she wore high school uniform. <laughs> Well, it's like a college uniform. Sorry, it's a college uniform. No, because they had she had the coloured print writing on it on her chest, which means it's uh high school. The red writing. Hmm. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure. Hmm. Well, it did not feel make me feel that uncomfortable. I was like, whatever. No, um, I, the way they did it, they did a very good job of the fact that he was yeah. older than her and this whole idea of wait till she finishes college and all the rest of it. And it, they made it Actually, very cute. And showing her, like, oh. crush on him, they did a very good job. Don't get me wrong. I was just... The way they, they... It was decided for me, the way they did the reveal with uh, <laughs> Bram's voice over, it was just very funny and not... Like, like they did not take this thing seriously. It was done for comedy, and but in a cute way. Like yeah. it's in a very cute way that reminded me of strong woman Bung Soon, and it's like eh, it was okay. It was nice. Oh yeah, yeah. I at the end of it, I didn't have an issue with it. When when they were mm-hmm. hinting at it last week, I was like, oh god no. But the way they actually did it, I was I was fine with it. I was just upset mm-hmm. because I wanted Metha and Samsi to get together. Yeah, and I don't understand why they had to dangle this thing in front of our noses so and then just not do too. It is so funny it's too. It is so funny too. good. The reason why I'm mentioning, well, I decided to bring it up now before like we even got to the scene where all that is revealed is because uh-huh. I saw a post today that someone uh-huh. pointed out, and I'm going to have to go and rewatch that part to like really experience it myself, but someone pointed out that in the scene where they're all gathering and like getting ready to go and cheer for the for our boys, um, just before uh, Meta's uh, Samsi's parents, sorry, turn up, um, it's basically fire and the grandma and it's the families, yeah, yeah, and Ten and Pang, right? And she's got all mm-hmm. of the the colourful light-up name boards, you know, like Dynamite mm-hmm. for Fire and, you know, Prem for Tan. And she's like, oh, yeah. who will hold Samsi? And she's just, like, clutching her in her little hand, you know. And when the, <laughs> when, when Samsi's parents are, like, introducing themselves, like, you can see Methra off to the side making grabby hands for the sign. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He I'm like, Meta's does sign. he have a secret crush? He has a secret crush on Samsi. It's like, actually seriously. a tragic story. Like, Meta. They, Meta. they like laid it out there. The groundwork was there. I'm so devastated that they didn't go there because you know it would have been actually, hilariously no... funny and really cute. You know what I'm reading into this? There is no Metha Samsi, but Metha is obviously in love with Samsi. I think so. Yeah, Metha majorly had a crush on Samsi. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm very sad because I love Metha. I started off starting off not liking him because he was uh like being a douche with the meatballs. 
Yeah. But now he's. I'm sorry. They were, pig, my, they, were my pig, they were pigtail meatballs. Yeah. If I had to pick a. For a while there, I it was definitely dynamite, like because I just loved the maturity and intricacies in the character that they had uh-huh. given him. Um, and I uh-huh. do still love his character, but like outside of Ten and Prem and, and the grandma, because let's face it, grandma is grandma for the win. Um, it has to be Metha for me. Like he was definitely my yeah. favorite character. Um, and I was I was gutted at the end when they're all gathered and they're all partened up and it's all very sweet and it's like he has no one, so he flirts with grandma. <laughs> and I'm just like, give this boy a boyfriend who can cook for him because clearly he wants to eat food. Um but yeah, I'm I'm very sad. I'm very sad that yeah. it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I I was like, what? A, do you know what would have been clever? What would have been a really cool mm-hmm. thing for them to do would have been in the cut version. They did what they did, and they put him with Pang. Yeah. And in the uncut version, they put him with Metha. <laughs> like, wouldn't that have been cool? Like, so you could have had both versions. Like, you could have had whatever you like. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure ending. Like, choose-your-own-ship. <laughs> like, it would have been fun. Like, why didn't they do that? I don't understand. Like, what a missed opportunity. Like, you could have made everybody happy at once. Like, oh, my goodness. Why didn't they do that? Now I'm really sad. <laughs> I'm like, please they don't They gave us the unrequired love story, yeah. actually. I'm just like, oh. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, I liked I liked the fact that they, the dish that they chose to prepare was tom kha gai. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, which is the grandma's recipe, and it's the first dish that they try to prepare in the first episode, like the one that they do not have time to finish, the one that he ends up giving to Ten. It's like they were so underprepared and un- disorganized in the first episode and finally like by being able to finish it, this dish they became a good team and even like look at the circumstances they are proud of their journey and this mm-hmm. is why they chose to prepare this dish on the competition yeah and they did I mean they, they did do it seemed to me and once again I mean I don't know because I'm not that familiar with the Thai dish but like it was definitely different from what they had what <clears throat> they had cooked in the original episode and that that um ten, uh, 10 had eaten so I think it was like I guess a deconstructed like version of it like a more kind of I guess they'd like poshed it up like it definitely looked different mm-hmm. but it, it had the aspects mm-hmm. of that of that recipe at least I think anyway um but yeah I, and then we got the description as to like why they why they chose that and I was just like Ugh. it was so cute like Bram speaking into the camera a very romantic thing to do to make like a public confession yeah <laughs> but yeah it was it was it was he said something like he was talking about Ten and he said that he had someone who was willing to do everything for me without hesitation. And I was just Oh my god, here, when they showed <laughs> I was yeah. just I was just sitting here going, Ten and Mork, the green flags of GMM. When they showed the scene with the hand holding and you're like, uh, am I am I a loser? Or what did he say in episode eleven? Am I a 
Am I lame? lame. And then tender. Yeah, am I lame? Your hand, I instantly started crying. Instantly. Yeah. What the? Like how? Why? What is this? What? How? <laughs> Morella's message to me. I'm crying. Then it made me cry. <laughs> yeah this this and then the one with uh, i hate them so much and like me sobbing and you you didn't get that i was actually crying because of the scene with fire and the mother and i was serious it was really funny because i i think i started before you and then i started taking notes so you somehow <laughs> crept ahead of me and yeah you were, you were talking about something and i'm like I have no idea what you what 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 triggered this reaction in you, and you were like firing his mom, and I was like, oh no! And then no, when I started, I sent you, when, when I started I sent you a crying message, yeah. a crying message, I'm like, oh my god! And yeah. you were like, oh yeah, that's so cute. I'm like, no, I'm crying. What are you talking about? My my, my my that's so cute was in reference to something else. So I was in a different part <laughs> to you because because when I started watching the um fire dynamite mother scene, I like I started playing it and then I like stopped it straight away because I was just like, oh no, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. And I was like, no, you can do this. And I pushed play and I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. did you? Did it make you cry? I didn't cry then. I you didn't cry. cry? No, I cried in this episode. I didn't cry then. I, I don't know. Oh, God. I sobbed. It was ugly crying. I was. Yeah. I think I was already crying because I think when they came out and they all had someone waiting for them and Dynamite mm-hmm. didn't, like I knew, mm-hmm. like we knew because you knew in, from the trailer that uh, fire's mother was going to show up at that place that that's where it was yeah and so i knew that's where he was but the combination of him not being there dynamite taking off the medal and that story he told about having like no one because his family like basically cut him off and that's what made me cry by the time i got to fire and dynamite i had sort of calms down <laughs> i mean by the time i got to mm-hmm. fire and his mother i had sort of calms down and I was just like, I I found it. Like, I thought that upsetting. scene was so good. Yeah, I, the I, scene was so good. I found it um, upsetting, but at the same time, I was also like, um, as I said, I was way more triggered by the fact that it was like he had no one, and I was just like, mm-hmm. oh my. Poor I was baby. I was there, I was there in in the conversation, like all focused on the conversation between the f- fire, the fire. <laughs> between fire and his mom and like the way she was talking to him stripping him down of his ag- agency and mm. just like the actress and Neo had such good chemistry here they did such a good job and she just she misunderstood him so much yeah she decided <laughs> everything for him and he just went along with everything and mm. Like, they're both at fault. Like, they both did not do well enough in their relationship. Yeah. They both needed to fix their, uh, to do something about it. Yeah. I, I really did like this scene as well for not only the stuff that was happening between him and his mom, but also what it, the implications it had for him and Dynamite because in the past we had like last week the way he acted when the mother caught them or almost caught them we've had Mm -hmm. you know him 
um, be scared or push down right away as well. We, I felt like we needed some sort of something after that had happened where he kind of was like, I won't do that again or like whatever. And I feel like in, in, in kind of in essence, you got that from this scene because the mother gives him opportunities to like, I guess, throw dynamite under the bus or mm-hmm. like to, to get out of the situation he's in. And mm-hmm. although he's, you know, obviously he's going to, he's at this point where it's like, you might as well tell the truth because like, you know, the cat is out of the bag, but you know, like he, he still could have like, you know, I don't want to say wimped out because I feel like this is such a, this is one of those things that I feel like not everybody could really understand. Like what, I knew I would be okay, but I still, you have this, it's very scary. It's a very, very scary thing. And if you're not ready, you're not ready. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something, mm-hmm. once once this is out, you can't take it back. Like, it's not, you, yeah. you know, without lying to everybody and yourself, you can't, mm-hmm. you, you, it's like you hate yourself if you take it back. Like, you can't take it back once it's out. Once, once the words have been spoken, once they know, you you can't go the other way so it's like mm-hmm. i don't want to say i don't want to say wimping out or whatever because that's not what i mean but like for him to backtrack because this is too scary this is too real this is too he's not ready like it would have been completely understandable for that to have been mm-hmm. something that had happened here but he didn't mm-hmm. and he he definitely was doing it for himself. I'm don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he did this for dynamite specifically, but I love that he was brave enough to be like, No, this was like this is who I am. This is I knew like what was happening. This wasn't something that was done to me. I you know, as you yeah. said, you mentioned the word agency. Um, he takes that back, you know, and I I really, really liked the way they did that and I and I liked the fact that you know, that could have been a truly horrible scene from Dynamite's perspective because Mm -hmm. you're watching all of this. She's saying horrible things about you. Like, you don't know really how the person you love is going to react. And you you Mm -hmm. couldn't, and you couldn't really blame them. Like, you can't blame, you can't. Like, it's such a, it's such a weird, horrible, unique situation that you, and especially from, from his own personal experience, you couldn't blame him if he had, reacted badly in a way that like maybe you know felt like you were being pushed away or like maybe you were being dynamite would forgive him even if he blamed if he it had on done that yeah yeah but like he didn't, he didn't know like he was there witnessing it unfold without knowing like what was gonna happen and i just i really did like the way they did it i thought it was very good yeah it was, it was a very horrible. good scene it was a yeah. very good scene and it's yeah, it kind of almost made up for the shit show that they did in episode eleven because it made me forget about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sense. willing to forget about it. I hated, I hated the film from episode eleven. Yeah, but this one, so 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 good, it and was. I like that you could clearly see that in her eyes that she was hurt and that she cared about him and that she needed. She needed time to readjust her worldview in a way because well, I mean, in order yeah. to keep him in his, in her life and in order to 
make him happy because ultimately that's what she wanted. She wanted the best for him. She needed yeah. to change the way she saw things. Yeah, how she framed what his happiness should look like. You know, yeah. like these were her ideas of what, what his happiness should look like. And yes. I mean, even the way she spoke to him about like what he had done. Oh, but know, even like, you know like she she wanted the best for him and then you're trying so hard and like from her point of view right and then your child is telling you that everything that you do is actually making them unhappy yeah it's and horrible I mean, it's horrible yeah. well i mean he he said a couple of things um first off she said something about like i can't remember how she worded it but it was basically like that he had done this horrible thing in public like by you know, hugging and, and kissing dynamite. And it's not like they, like, French kissed with tongues on, on national television or whatever. He was, like, doing cute little, like, pecks yeah. all over his face. Like, it was cute and sweet. It wasn't, like, you know, they weren't create, creating acts of pornography on television or anything. Like, but he, the way she spoke about it would have been really upsetting for both of them as well. But then also. I think she, that, that showed that she is, she was homophobic. Oh, and yeah. she well, did she, have. Well, she, she did have to, to. Yeah, she had to realign herself. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like, and and the but the the other thing is, as you said, you he he basically said to her like, in the past he could lie to himself, and mm-hmm. do what she wanted because it made her happy, and that made him happy. Mm-hmm. But then, this I'm is guessing, such a heartbreaking line. Yeah. So like. God. And then, and then he met Dynamite, and he realized that he wasn't happy at all. Which is basically what he says to Dynamite as well about how Dynamite lit the fire inside of him again. Like he gave him a reason to like want to live and be happy and mm-hmm. and everything. And he, the way he says that to her, like you know, like I can't put your happiness first anymore. It's like because it's not it's not even just about making himself happy anymore, but because his happiness is intricately tied in with dynamites. If he's miserable, he's gonna make dynamite miserable and he doesn't want to do that because he loves him. So to make the other person that he loves happy, he also has to be happy. And if he's happy, he's not gonna make his mother happy. Like it's just it was a very, very well written scene and it was very well mm-hmm. um it was very well acted and Neo should be very proud of himself and I know he's horrified because I saw some tweet or something where he was like, I think Off said something to him about this scene and he was like, I can't look at the TV or something like that when he hey, saw this. But he did such a good job. But I get it. I mean it would it's be amazing. Weird. He was amazing in this scene. Like he yeah. like oh, I think I think this was the the best scene from this episode. Yeah, there there is a lot of actors and actresses though who can't watch themselves. I think like there are some who've never seen anything that they've ever done because they just can't stand to see themselves yeah. like on the television. So I can't I kind of understand that. And this was, if you think about Neo's like acting past and history, this was a this was a big scene, a big emotional very serious i think scene. this is the first time i saw him deliver like lines of a character that is breaking apart like this yeah yeah he did a very good job so i and the other thing as well as i said that i i loved about this scene is that you know it's funny because they painted we, we, we've seen 
the way that Dynamite has been painted and framed throughout this series as being like young and kind of a little bit obnoxious and boisterous and like mm-hmm. whatever. Like he's Dynamite, you know what I mean? Like that's just what he is. And we've talked mm-hmm. a lot about how he has this like really in-depth kind of maturity to him, um, this quiet yeah. maturity. And it was once again so present in this scene, you know, like, as I said, where the mother is, like, saying these horrible things about him. You know, if someone of his, someone who was immature in that sort of situation would have taken offence to that and maybe, like, tried to engage and just made the situation worse and, like, made it about them and, you know, like, this, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. was not yeah, a yeah. moment that was about you. You know what I mean? Like, this is not yeah. your moment. And yes. instead he just stood there quietly and waited until fire needed him and then he stepped up and became that person for him you know like this this mature like i uh yeah i just he he said besides metha and like the grandma here's the other scene he's the other character for me in this show that was like crept under the wire because he was just this crazy character but like he just had this quiet maturity to him which i absolutely loved and i felt like it was really once again really well well written but also really well well acted so bravo to um Ang Pao okay you say Ang Pao okay so Ang Pao was absolutely great in this series shout out to him he has a bright future I hope he continues acting because yeah he, he did, did a such really good, good job. job yes and I'm, uh, yeah I'm eager to more see him experience, in something I'm so I'm so curious to see what he does in the future. Like he has so much potential. Yeah, I he's agree. very talented. Mm, yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see like, what he does next. Yes. <laughs> um, where we where did we stuff? Where were we talking about, oh, about <laughs> so Diamond character? We had a line that was when when this was happening and stuff about every growth comes with tears and pain, which I thought was very interesting. And also very, mm-hmm. very true. Um, also, healthy love can give you energy and encouragement. And you see you see uh, Prem and Ten hugging each other and being happy. And you see Dynamite and Fire hugging and crying. But it's still the, like the love, Dynamite's love gave Fire energy and encouragement to take this step. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's funny. Like, I this remember is... you, you sent me a message like, "Oh, wait, this is so cruel." Yeah, well, it, was it was funny cruel. because it was, it was funny because we had this like full-on kiss happening from from Tan and Prime, and it was like, nah. um, huh? and then like it cut scene to like fire bawling his eyes out, and I was just like, "Oh, emotional yeah. whiplash! How dare they?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this. And then before, Hang on, before that happened, though, there was this little bit, because, of course, they came out, as we mentioned, and Dynamite had no one, so he went looking for fire, and then we had all that scene. But then when they went back to the the families and that, you had Prem talking to his grandma and his sister and Ten pa- waiting patiently, you know, for his turn sort of thing. And mm-hmm. they decide to go and get drinks or whatever. And as they're leaving, Peng does this thing where she like made kissy faces at like t- at ten. Yeah. In other words, like go, you know, like yeah. give him a kiss sort of thing. And I just went, that's mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> and then we had cute little kisses between them. 
And uh, yeah. Prem saying, I can be cuter, <laughs> which just like set me off. So yeah, you can. <laughs> I believe you. And then, yeah, it was just, yeah, as I said, I was very, very sweet and cute and then like triggering yeah. because it went straight to fire, like crying. Um, and then we have the moment where Prem is returning the money to the dad. And the dad does not take the money out of his hands. He has to put them down. And he he tells him that he will be perseverant, right? That he will prove to him that he is worth 10 or he will make himself worth 10, right? This is what yeah. he says, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That he will prove himself. That he, may, he might not be good enough now, but he will make himself good enough. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep, to be by his side. <laughs> Yeah. And so the nice thing is that the show uh, brought attention to them and to the restaurant and it it, uh, brought the customers back to the location and they're taking pictures with the contestants Mm -hmm. and we have another Metha and Sensi moment. I know, my Metha and Sensi heart was so crushed in this because, of course, they did the whole um, paying you know, Sam C crush reveal thing here. And it was very cute, but I was just like, Ugh, I'm glad they gave him a partner. I really do. But I just wish it was slightly more age appropriate. And I just, but, but mainly I just wish it was Matha. <laughs> I'm like, Food for table two, table two is left alone. And yes, no one cares about no table two. I'm like, I might have to, I may have to write a fan fiction where Sam C services table two. <laughs> Ooh. It, sounds, it sounds very inappropriate, but yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> but the, the other thing is, is once again, they focused on the sign again at the beginning of this scene as well. Um, the mm-hmm. sign above the restaurant that talks about warmth and, and everything. Um, and then of course, everyone's leaving or everyone has left and that's when Ten's father turns up and got the money back yeah and I didn't hate this scene I didn't hate the scene I didn't hate the conversation that he had with Prem and then I didn't hate the conversation that he had with his son later on um I I was still like you know going okay but what about when you hit him but (laughs) but that's just me (laughs) but like I it was interesting and then of course we had him eating the food that they had made together which was really cute and then but I, also, I find it curious the fact that the way he they talked with Tan and how, how he mentioned Charlotte and the fact that Charlotte did not want to go to that restaurant because it represents uh, their family and their past together with the mom mm-hmm. and it's 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 just and, and how she mentioned that she, the mom, was the only woman he married. And it made me sad for Charlotte. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I feel like I, I don't necessarily know that she necessarily wants anything anything more serious. More serious. She doesn't, mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't really come across that way. Like, she seems content in her place. But this is what I was saying earlier when I was saying about, like, she doesn't have a malicious bone. Like, she, she, she just cares about Ten because she cares about, his father and his father cares about him you know what I mean like she she is and I think respectful enough to realize that that would be 
overstepping by going somewhere like that that would probably make them uncomfortable or 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 whatever so I did I like you I found it interesting but I also kind of I felt like that to me is probably a maybe a healing point for potentially for Ten and her relationship in that like in the future he might not be so hostile to her because maybe he might oh, understand yeah, her. I didn't think bit. about it. Yeah. yeah, he might understand her a little bit now. But she is she, she is respectful to to yeah. his past and yeah, respectful to the family or the yeah. mama. And that mm. she's not mother, trying yeah. to replace his mother because that's not what she's trying to yeah. do. But I feel like that's what he was. It was like he had this thing like his father had replaced her and that like she was trying mm-hmm. to take that place. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dad yeah. told him that he could, he did everything that he could to save the mom and he, that he's not the only one who uh, is in pain and remembers her and that he just did not know he's, everything because yeah, he was a child and they just hid things from, yeah. from him. Yeah. And this is the thing as well. I feel like, I feel like, he ten is ten was an unreliable narrator in that story because he was like yeah. what fourteen or fifteen years old, and you know, it's this thing where he he feels like his father should have known because he's a doctor, but we don't know you you don't know like and he probably doesn't know either like what the mother was doing leading up to that like it's one of those things when you're sick you often don't tell the people you care about, especially if it's something scary or you think it might be something big because you don't want to worry them or you don't want to make it real or you don't want to, you know, um, you, you don't want those things to be something that happens or you, or you just can't, you can't say the words, you know what I mean? Like, so, and I, what I've found as well in my experience is that often family members of doctors go to other doctors they don't go to their their partner or their whatever and get treatment from them like instead they'll go secretly to someone else and get a diagnosis Mm -hmm. and get a whatever and then work out what to do and how to navigate that afterwards but like when you have and we don't know that that's not what she did we, we don't know but you have like there's this whole other side of things is if she did know she was sick like maybe she hid it from his father a little bit for as long as she could as well because yeah that's why that's why maybe that remember how when when um the woman who looked just like tan's mother was telling the story and i i i thought maybe like her story is meant to resemble the father's story the father mm-hmm. father's journey Mm-mm. how he he tried to do that and he tried to save her but you know he couldn't and then he just had to move on and yeah. try to to save other people yeah and i think yeah i think that is probably what happened um and but as 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 you know like it was sort of implied because he was essentially a child a teenager but still a child he's not going to see everything that went on um and so Mm -hmm. he he didn't have the full story you know what I mean so I'm glad they had that conversation I was a little bit worried that we might not actually get that conversation it seems strange to say that but like it seems like they were putting more importance on other aspects of their relationship and things and so I was a little Mm -hmm. bit concerned that we wouldn't actually get that conversation and it was very it was over like it was they did it like really quickly but I don't mm-hmm. think that that's a problem. Like I feel like 
once again, this show did a really good job of not like I just had an idea beating the drama until it was dead. <laughs> you what had, I an, just idea? had an idea? Yes, I just idea? had an idea. So in this series, uh, feeding someone is a sign of sharing love, right? For mm-hmm. example, like for Tan, for Pram, and even for Tan as well, preparing food for the person that you love. It's like sharing love with them. And I like the fact that the dad is fed, like a bit of love is also shared with him and it uh, brings him back as well to uh, the memory of the mother and everything. And that's that's okay. But I just had this thought, wouldn't it have been even cooler if in this scene they shared a meal with Ten, if they ate together, if they re- like if he was there as well, eating with him. Because remember in episode one, mm. we had Ten refusing to eat with the father. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. And then it, w- it would have been cool uh, if in the end, what they did is like finally re- reconcile and be able to share this, um, this experience or whatever. Mm. I feel like in this moment it might have been too soon, but definitely at the very end of the of the episode when Ten has his uh, sorry when Prem has his like little tasting thing happening for his friends and family, it would have yeah. been nice to see Ten's dad and maybe Charlotte there. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been a nice. Maybe, but maybe their relationship was never fixed. Maybe they maybe, always remained estranged. Maybe, maybe the, there was a bit of a bridge because of Prem and that was all it would ever be, but who knows. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I did like it. Cause it yeah, no, I agree. Scene. I agree. I agree with you. It would have been too soon. But but it would have been cool if we had a scene like this. If they if they um, mended their relationship, it would have been cool to have this thing brought uh, back again. And, yeah. like, that time he refused to eat with him, but this time... They will eat together. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they were. They, I feel like they were kind of implying that that would happen in the future, which is why I feel like if they had been at the other dinner, it would have made more sense and it would have been good. Mm-hmm. Because there's the bit where, like, when they when Prem and Ten are watching his father eat the food that they made together, and Prem puts his hand over Ten's, and they have this like, yeah. like look like they did when they were at Ten's house at the beginning of the episode. Um, where they're having this like really silent but very loud conversation between the two of them like they just get each other um mm-hmm. and like prem sort of uh, sorry, prem, 10 closes his eyes and he remembers like sitting there having a meal with his parents and eating in the restaurant and like while this is happening you have the voiceover of, of prem talking about 10 and his dad and like how you know, they're feeling the warmth and, you know, and, and everything from the food. And it's really interesting because what he's saying in this scene echoes the sign that they kept showing the whole time. It's like mm-hmm. while they were there, they when they were there with the mother, they felt this, like, warmth of family and love because yeah. they were together, because they were a whole family. But also in this moment, even without her there, they feel the warmth of her as if she was there with them. Like so, I feel like it would have been nice to have, had, as you said, to have had him sit at the table with him when that was happening. But like, I also get why they didn't do it. I feel like maybe that sign is meant to represent that this is what 
a home filled with love feels like. This is what they create for each other when they fall in love and they have a healthy relationship. This is what you build around yourself. This is what your home is with the person that you love and that you support and that, that you have a healthy relationship with, basically, mm-hmm. a good relationship with. Yeah. Anyway, so then we have uh, the scene at the bridge, with which was very cute. And I, I love the way they looked at each other after they kissed. I love how, that, that I was... love how Tan's like, now tell me you love me. <laughs> and Prem's like, nope, I'm going to kiss you instead. <laughs> and then uh, we have the scene with dynamite and fire and the mother and the mother apologizing for suffocating him and the suggestion that dynamite keeps bringing mother food and she likes it and she probably likes it too much oh before (laughs) this we had the graduation oh oh yeah yeah where it was it was interesting actually because when we had that scene I was thinking, oh, no, don't tell me he hasn't spoken to the mother in, like, all this time sort of thing because it was seemed mm-hmm. weird, you know, like, family's often at these things and, you know, he was clearly with friends and then Dynamite showed up and he was happy to see him and then, you know, but then then the mother showed, mother and father showed up and I was like, oh, good, they're okay. Um, mm-hmm. And we got this moment where, you know, once again, Dynamite stepped back and let them have their thing and we started to see this, like, her in her own brash kind of uh, seemingly uncaring way say to him if you're going to be in the photo you need to move into the frame like she <laughs> she wasn't like opening him she wasn't welcome, welcome, welcoming him with open arms or anything but it was like <laughs> baby steps <laughs> like here's an olive branch don't let it hit you in the face um <laughs> does she tell does she tells him at some point don't call me mother at some point she in the does series. that when she did that when they were when it was being being revealed because when he at the competition when it all went to share yeah. because mm-hmm. when he came out mm-hmm. he was like oh you know like oh mum you came to support us or like yeah. whatever like yeah. in a kind of respectful way I think you refer to her yeah. in that way uh-huh. and she that's where she says don't call me mother yeah so and then so we had the when- we had the scene that you were talking about where um they're like honoring her I guess is probably the right word we have the whole bit where she's like next time you bring me food like make sure it's not full of like coconut or whatever um yeah and it's like so there's this implication that she expects him to do this for her in the future and also the fact that she likes it and she eats it a lot and the doctor told him told her not to and the fact that she cannot just not eat it if he brings it if he brings that thing she will eat it so he has to stop bringing it yeah he has to bring something else instead yeah that's right so the implication (laughs) is that he's feeding them a lot and she's eating it and enjoying it Mm -hmm. yeah Yes, it's very cute. And then I, I love how Fire's like, get down here on your knees and like, <laughs> you know, play, 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 play your respects. Play, play your respects. Yeah. It's really cute because it's like such a, it's a very couple moment. It shows how comfortable they are with one another and everything. So, yeah, I thought that was a really cute, cute way to end their little arc. So, yeah. and uh, I'm pretty sure like the, the thing that we were, um, we were predicted predicting will happen in the future for them she will love dynamite so much 
she will he will become her favorite i feel like it's one of those things where he probably already is but she's like still angry a little bit that she yeah. you know what i mean and like so she's not quite right and she's also not... prideful she's prideful yeah, yeah. and she's she... prideful. that's right i feel like if they had like a big fight or something you know the two of them you know the first big fight or like whatever and like fire went there and he was like you know oh really angry or like whatever and or upset or whatever and she's just like what did you do to my dynamite <laughs> like you should go and apologize mm-hmm. and he's like but i didn't do anything it doesn't matter you should go and apologize <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. What if, like, what well, if the, the the road, like the the road to her heart, is through food, and dynamite is just like working on it. Yeah, he's just like he's he's paving that road, and it's like yep. or, or they have a really big fight or something, and instead of fire going there, like fire goes to his friends, you know, because that seems like a a guy thing. Um, and uh-huh. and dynamite goes there, and he's like, "Mom, he was so mean to me." <laughs> She's all like, tell me all about it. And then he gets yelled at. <laughs> because, you know, she had that down, didn't she? Really like yelling him into submission. And, um, you know, as, as we've discussed a few times, he actually really liked that when he got that from from uh, Dynamite. <laughs> so he'd be like, wait, but I didn't do anything. <laughs> yes, I can definitely picture that very, very easily. And then we jump forward in time and turn from my engaged oh, i know right seriously those photos i just about like wait that. wait a second are they engaged like they're engaged oh they're not engaged they're married are they married are they engaged what is well, going they on look like, they well, we look don't like know wedding, it's in the future they, they might be yeah they look like <laughs> wedding rings but then mm-hmm. and so i assumed married but then yeah. when they're married yeah when ten was cooking he said he made this like boyfriend super chef something special or whatever so that implies that they're not married but i think that's just him i think that's like him just being a throwback uh, just just a throwback just a throwback let's be hopeful let's be hopeful they're married yeah that's it i mean it just looked like it It was so funny though because i saw so many posts after the episode (laughs) about like close-ups of the hands and I'm just like oh it's so cute like why is it so cute and why are Oscar and getting married in like every universe (laughs) well well, they are Zoe what kind of question is this I saw another post as well it said something like it had all of their different characters it's like married like Kai third we know got married it's like married married probably married Sean and White too busy doing social activism to get married, and I was just like, "Oh anyway, please, this too, this too!" Like the the day that the the um it became uh, legal, the, the sex, yeah, the day that it becomes legal, they'll be the first in line to get married. Just, yeah, well, Sean you know? Sean will have dragged White there, whether he wanted to or not. <laughs> I don't think he'd have to drag White there. They're just like hand in hand, like running, (laughs) jumping from building to building. (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm, I'm I'm more envisioning. I'm more picturing. You know the scene where they're in the where they're in the warehouse, and they're like sneaking around and stuff, and like they really should be leaving because they could get caught at any minute. And instead, uh, Sean is like, "You have to tell everybody the truth." 
or else kind of thing <laughs> and like kind of like, not bullies but kind of bullies uh white into like you know fessing up with everyone else and I'm like I, I see this kind of interaction <laughs> like we're gonna get married no it's not necessary we're gonna get married <laughs> um no, no. are they going to get Please, they're going to get. Like skipping across the buildings, like tra la 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 la. Um, yes, I agree. They would wait until it was legal for everybody, but then they would definitely go and do it. So then, Tan has important an important appointment, and it's it's I guess it's a new restaurant. So Pram's wish. It was really cute. Yeah, it was really cute to see him in his little like intern doctor outfit <laughs> yes and everyone arrives at the restaurant Matha is flirting with the grandma grandma yes. grandma's <laughs> turn for being too happy and they're cooking together and i guess is it is it even a restaurant or are they just did they just move in together and this is like a meal to uh celebrate the fact that they are I feel like no. it's I feel like it's an actual restaurant. You think so? Because the yeah. fact that Tan goes there to prepare the food with Bram, it felt it felt like a ceremony, like here, like we are together, we are welcoming our family, our friends. Here's the new the first meal I, at our new house or new I kind of just took it the other way. So like when uh earlier in the episode Prem was talking about how you know, he really wants to open up his, you know, like tasting plate restaurant. And he says something like, but it'll be really I think hard. they do mention that it's actually a restaurant. Yes, yeah. they, I think they and do. He, he, says, he says it would be too hard to do it on my own or something like that. And Ten says to him, but you have me to help you. So I feel like it was more just like he was acting like a uh, like sous chef slash waitress. <laughs> Or wait, wait, staff for for uh, so Prem could just cook like and do like what he does. Um, and then I like how he cooks for for Prem after everyone else had left. Before we do that though, I just like with Metha and his flirting with the grandmother, he goes, I love that. Please, is something like I love that blouse is made from a monk's robe because it was like that bright orange color. I'm just like, oh, Metha. (laughs) <laughs> so sad so sad sitting at the table by yourself okay anyway um yeah and then we had the cute scene of ten cooking for prem um because prem had spent all day cooking for everyone else so i like that i think that's really really cute that you know even though ten has also spent all day working like he gets this joy out of making food for the person he loves because this is the thing that he wanted to do like it's the whole reason why he wanted to in learn first place, how yeah. to cook in the first place was because he really would wanted to be able to make this food that his mother would have enjoyed and so this mm-hmm. whole idea like this full circle idea that you know he comes home after a long day of you know <laughs> saving people or whatever um to take care of the person who spends all day taking care of everyone else as well I just really liked that. I like that he gets had so much joy in, you know, feeding uh Prem in return. Um it yeah. was very, very sweet. So and it's it just means that that aspect of their relationship obviously has continued as well. And then 
It's just the two of them. And I don't know how to speak like in, in human language, like to express what I feel about this scene. <laughs> just everything. It's just it's so funny. Like, now the, it's time I... for something sweet. I just like died. Yeah. I wanted to throw myself against the wall. I was like, oh my God. But, but, but what is it? Do you, what, what do you say? One of them said, "Now it's time for something sweet." Yeah, and then, but does what does Prem say? Like something like, "You had it last oh, night." Yeah, you just had it last night. Yeah, <laughs> good for them. And Tan's just like, "Yeah, well, you know me. I can never say no to sweet things." <laughs> I just, I just thought it was so funny how he bites Tan bites Prem's ear, and Prem doesn't react. It's yeah. so weird because every time he'd even breathe near his ear, like Pram would jump. And, and we also we also know that inherently with... as well that is off guns re- that like that is guns relationship to off doing anything like that is he's just like ah. So no, but it just kind of means that Tan does it so often that Pram had no choice but to get used to this. I know, like right. Tan is like an ear enjoyer. <laughs> an ear enjoyer. <laughs> That's a delicacy, as you favorite. Will. That's just like a late night snack. Yeah. Well, I'm just like once again. I was so triggered by that scene. I was like dragged straight back to the tent in not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then so and then it was just after that it was just all downhill from there or uphill depending on how you how you look at it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, be still, my heart. It's so funny because we talk about them playing Scrabble. You know, Scrabble, yeah. Talked about the Scrabble <laughs> uh, a bunch of times while doing the podcast for this, and we don't actually see them play Scrabble, which is fine because I feel like in this instance we don't need to see them play Scrabble. Like they literally, they kissed so much. Oh my god, they kissed so much in this episode, and it wasn't like you know dead fish kisses. It was like, hello, somebody get these people a bedroom stat. <laughs> Um, but no, but even the kisses, even the kisses that were done were kind of filmed in a comedic way because if you compare um, them to what they did in Not Me, the vibe is completely different. Like even the scenes from uh, the episode where they were so horny for each other and like kissing in libraries and in the cars and everything, it was done in a comedic uh, manner. It was well, not. It was not I serious, think- and I think it wouldn't have fit the story if um, it, it was very different travel. here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's the ending of, of the story, so they had to get a bit more serious. But if they yeah. went straight into Scrabble, it would have been weird. weird. It would yeah. have, yeah. I think um, as well, I mean, the other reasons between, the other reason... I don't know that I necessarily say it's all it's always comedic when they kiss in this show. I mean, a lot of the time, yes, like huge amounts of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but there were some just really sweet ones too. I think the, di- yeah, the main right. difference between between this and say not me kisses is that the characters in not me are way more intense and there's way more on oh, the yeah. line. You know, this is mm-hmm. a kind of like a desperation. Desperate, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Whereas there's not that like this is very relaxed and sweet and you know, new and exciting and, like, but in a different way. And that's me. And that's me. It's like you only live once in Cooking Crush. It's like, oh, we have a life to live. 
let's yeah, prolong exactly. the flavor. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. like I feel like in Cooking Crush as well, they have like a bucket list of like where where like what are all the places that we should make out that aren't actually our actual home because honestly Mm -hmm. oh my goodness like even the last scene is in prime's restaurant like boys get a room already (laughs) like we never saw them like make out on a couch or something like we just never saw them do it in a normal place it was always like either really in public or just somewhere like where they probably shouldn't or they were going to get caught at any second like (laughs) yeah it's like I hope they locked the door before they started getting down in the restaurant. <laughs> like you'd hate to rock up and be like, "Hi, are you guys still open?" Oh no, okay. Is it dinner and a show? <laughs> what kind of restaurant is this? I know, right? No, I I really liked yeah. it. I think they ended it in a really cute way. We they gave us. Um, it was interesting because as, as we were talking about earlier, they spent a lot of time this season telling us things versus showing us things and in this end bit they showed us a lot so we we saw the photos you know like uh, that told Mm -hmm. the story like there were pictures from them together at university and then the graduation and then you know the restaurant and then you know ten and prem's engagement slash wedding and all of that sort of stuff and then we saw the fact that they're all um still hanging out that they're all close that they you know there and that and that ten and prime are still sweet on each other and just they that they you know once again can't like restrain themselves. It's funny because we you know like we talked about the their behavior when they get close in the beginning about how like they just really liked each other and you know like they didn't have the opportunity to really explore that and whatever. And now we get this implication that they're just like exploring it all over the place all the time. And it still hasn't mm-hmm. altered the way they feel about each other, which is kind of cool. Like it's yeah, it was. I, I they yeah. they ended it very well. I think there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot that where I could have gone. Oh, I wish they did this, or I wish they did this, or like it felt yeah. it felt satisfying. Yes, it, it, it did. Felt, it's, like, it's a satisfying. Uh, yeah, like literally, uh, literally ending all the series. Yeah, literally for me, the only as I said, the only real thing that really kind of bothered me was the the violence from the father. But like, you know, we missed the boat with that one. And then I didn't like I didn't like the way that you know suddenly Chef Shang Mai is like supposed to be this good character. I was like, I I, I at this point I really didn't care about him at all. Like it being on the screen, I kind of really I I mean I didn't even put any notes about him because I just. I found it, found it unmemorable and I did not uninteresting in like trying to remember him because at that point I I didn't agree with what they'd done with his character or whatever anyway so like it didn't sit right with me so I kind of just ignored him from from sort of the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode when he showed up but like the the main thing for me was the violence thing but the the only other thing that I was like oh this didn't work the way I wanted it to was Matha and Zamsey and those are like not huge things you know one is that one is just like me being a crazy fangirl and the other one with outrageous demands <laughs> and the other one is yeah maybe something they should have addressed but like on the grand scheme of things if that is the only issue that I have it's not a huge one Overall, it's a very cute series and it can easily become your comfort show. It's something that you can watch when you feel down, when you want to relax, when you want to have a good time. 
it's it's a, a good show to make you feel lighter mm. and uh, make you smile. Yeah, Have it fun. was a it was a lot of fun and it was really sweet and the the look as you said it, it's a great comfort show I think because um, especially if you need some comfort I guess is is probably the easiest way to put it but you know like some show sometimes some shows are like too funny or some shows are like you know it's too it's too sweet or it's too whatever you're like I this this has a really good like too funny no but you know like if you're not if you like if you feel like shit and then like you try and watch something funny like I feel like that's not always a great thing because you're just not there yet you know uh-huh. I feel like this is yeah. a good mix for that like you because it it eases you into it you're like oh this is really sweet and then all of a sudden you're like dying with laughter because this thing happened that you were not expecting or you know mm-hmm. if you if this is like the 10th time you've watched it well you know what's coming but like you you know you either know what's happening and you're 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 waiting for it or you know as I said or it's a surprise because you haven't seen it before and it it makes you laugh but I Overall, I think they did a really good job. Was there some issues with it here and there? Yeah, but like most dramas, there usually is, and they're usually way bigger issues. So I feel like this was the acting was really, really good. Like the characterization in this show was excellent. Like it was, they did a really good job of fleshing out the main characters really, really well. Um, I agree. As I said, we we knew who the main characters were. Like we we understood. Um, fire and dynamite. We understood Tan and Pram. Their motivation, yes. Yeah, we we really yeah. did. We we really did kind of understand them, and I feel like we did. <laughs> yeah, I think we did, and I feel like also like you. I mean, I can only speak for me, but like I got really attached to them very quickly too. Like, and not just to them, but to Fire and 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 Dynamite, and also Sam C and Matha, and not not just as like this <laughs> like. The, not just as this pairing that I, because I got attached to that really quick, but like just in general, like you, you were rooting for these other characters, even though like normally you, like I normally when there are other characters on this on the screen when I'm watching, you know, like I'm watching a show for the main couple, I'm watching a show for like that ship pairing or like whatever, like I, I, I don't need to see the other couples, I don't need to see the like when 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 you start to. F- when there's when there's too many side characters, they've got too many friends. I'm like, oh god, no! They're gonna give us like mm-hmm. ten pairings, and you know, yeah, everyone's yeah. gonna have to have their like ten minutes and of an episode. And I'm like, I don't care about any of that. I'm like, go away and bring you and bring me my, you know, like whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But in this, I didn't feel that way. Like, I there wasn't really kind of any scene that I can remember where I was like, oh well, you know, I'm not interested in this. I wish there was more 10 prem. The only thing I can really say that that happened to me in was with the bullies. But other, and, oh, that yeah. was really, and that was really only in episode 11 that that happened to me, where, where I felt was like, no, this is too much. Um, yeah. But other than that, like, I was just like, I, I was happy to see Fire and Dynamite. I was like totally engaged. And then I was, you know, like even before they kind of seemed to introduce this idea that Metha maybe was very aware of Samsi. You, I, I, I was starting to like them because I loved the dynamic between Metha and Fire and between Metha and Ten, like the, the friendship between them. I just really liked that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also obviously also the relationship between Metha and Sam C. As even before they kind of introduced the thing, there was this cute kind of like romance developing um, and and it was just, it was fun to see them. Like you, you wanted to know like where... Um, 
uh, what was going to happen with Sam C and, you know, all the rest of it. So I'm not, as I said, I'm not angry that they gave him a partner. I'm really happy they gave him a partner. Um, but I'm just like, why couldn't that partner have been Matt? <laughs> I'm never going to get like, I'm, I'm never going to let it go. Like on my tombstone, they'll be like, why didn't they do it? Yeah. <laughs> For me, actually, even the scene with Bang, even though I was, I was so excited and into the idea of Meth SMC, like the fact that, but somehow they managed to make me have fun with uh, oh. the scenes of Bang uh, being all uh, in love with SMC and having a crush and like giggling and everything. It was really fun and cute. Like it I was. I agree. I think I have more negative, uh, you know, a more, a more negative reaction to this, but I was actually smiling and I was, I thought, oh, okay. Okay. I mean, all right. I, as I said, I know I keep banging on about Mecca and Samsi, but I, I was fine with the paying Samsi too, too. I was like, I, th- I also thought it was cute and everything. I thought I would have major issues with it, but the way they framed it, I really didn't. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I also the framing, found it. Yeah, I agree. The framing was really, really good. The framing yeah, of the I, story. And I found I found it really, really cute as well. But I just um as I said, I feel like they miss a huge opportunity by not doing the like the idea that I had the choose your own adventure. Come on, that would have been brilliant. (laughs) In the cut version, put him together with uh Pang and then in the uncut version make it Mesa Samsi. That would have been amazing. Like everything else is the same, it's just those are the only two things that change, like a little flick in the universe. That would have been awesome. I was like, I'm just such a weird thing. It's such it's a, a nice idea. fantasy. Yeah, it is a nice fantasy. <laughs> do, you, do you remember what you said in the last episode? If, if Meth SMC doesn't happen, you will write your own fact fan fiction. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I should take a notebook, notebook on my road trip and see. <laughs> I will be waiting. I'm so excited. Yeah, you're still waiting for your not me fan fiction, so this could take a while. <laughs> Yeah, but I have like I have, I think I have other people who I can complain to and like put pressure on you because you mentioned it on the podcast and it has already been posted. I did. I don't know that anyone would actually want to read it though, besides you. But that's alright. I could just write it oh, myself. Oh. <laughs> oh, she's very, she's very good. People, if you hear it, just come, come on <laughs> Tumblr and Twitter and help me pressure her into writing this. Please. Peer, peer pressure. <laughs> oh, but yeah, like I just, yeah, it's a shame. I feel like they could have, because um, they definitely, they laid it out there for us. Like they really did. It was very clever. They did that whole like bait and switch thing where they're like, look what happening, look what's happening over here. Oh, just joking. Here, have this instead. <laughs> it was so cruel. It was so cruel. I hate them. But yeah, I, I, I will, so I will. I will go to my grave on that that, <laughs> that that method definitely had feelings for Sam C because everything indicates yes. to it. It's a so, very sad story. Yeah. It's tragic. I'm heartbroken. <laughs> I know. And it's just like, you know, <laughs> like we had this scene at the end where they have this meal and then it's like now I'm picturing this scene like 20 years down the track and, you know, they're all married and got children. Yeah. And he's laughing. He's laughing and he's joking, but he's actually crying inside all the time. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's like hiding so much uncle. pain. Yeah, he's the fun uncle that never got married because, like, yeah. you know, he was in love with his friend, <laughs> the one that got away. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I guess. <laughs> 
before Zoe gets even more crazy, this is probably a good place to end it. <laughs> but no, honestly, it would have been so fun. I like. I feel like it's such a missed opportunity. They could have done the cool thing yes. with the like, fake, which, is, like, which is exactly why you should do it. Uh, you should. I feel like no one would. No one who's making shows would be listening to this podcast. But if you are. You should totally do something like that because that would be a lot of fun. Like, what a cool way to change change it up a little bit. Um, oh, you, you know, mean different storylines depending on where you watch it? Like, if you watch the cover, yeah. you know, Vampire. Oh, I don't think I didn't. I don't think I'd enjoy that. I I I'd probably find it kind of frustrating. Well, no, I don't mean like majorly different. Like, this is like this is not a major thing. Like, because. Let's face it, if we're looking from the storyline perspective, you've got the main characters, which are Tan and Prem, and then our, our next sort of like sub didn't, didn't they basically do this? Like, I think if you watch the cut version, you have Meta teasing Sansi and then being be carrying and being like these kinds of friends. But if you watch the uncut version, you have Meta being secretly in love with Sansi and, you know, never getting a chance to tell him that and uh Samsi falling in love with Bram's sister and Mepha remaining along at table two and just broken hearted and no one <laughs> pays attention to him and <laughs> I love how you put, I love how you put that at table two but yeah well I mean yeah essentially they did but like to actually put them together would have been cute. Because like, it would have changed it wouldn't have changed the ending. Like you still have the same ending. This the main core of the story is the same. It's just this one little thing that like you know, you, you could have had, like, a moment in time where, um, like, you have this, this and, it, and it actually could have been the moment with the sign because... The, they should you know, pair like, up. <laughs> they should pair up. They should do a project with Netflix where you have this interactive uh, series or movies and you, like, interactive VL, choose your pairing. Yeah, choose your own ending, yeah. Because they could have yeah. done, like, as I said, they could have had this moment in it where it it deviated slightly. And so in the in the show, when Pang, uh, sorry, when Prem is doing his voiceover explanation as to what happened, and um, Samsi is chasing Pang, like, in that little alleyway thing, um, that happens, I think, because she was holding up the sign or something, and he, like, was, like, thought she was mocking him so he confronted her in actual fact and that's how it all came about now if the sign had been handed to the you know mr Methman who was making grabby hands for it we could have had you could have had like these two like almost a mirror image of these two moments where sam c confronts Pang in youtube and uh metha in weverse being like you know would you stop making fun of me or something whatever and then it deviates that way like that would have been a really cute way to do it but yeah i think it, it was pretty much clear they wouldn't do this when no, in I the last episode sam c was alone in that um in that yeah, scene yeah 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 it and was I clear feel, that that was yeah, it and i feel bummed about that as well because that would have been hilariously funny that would have been such a funny scene because Samson would not have been receptive. Would have not have been receptive to like method mopping his brow or something. He would have been like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> but yeah. Well, I think that this is it. She's like, build a bridge and get over it, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I Follow never us. will. <laughs> Follow us. On- <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, 
send us an ask, interact with us. Yeah. Thank you for hanging out with us and bye. Bye.